0: Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus with producer Sonamari, Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with Roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose, the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how, through their passion, They are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. What's up? It's Milton Memphis, also known as uh, my real name, Milton Howard III. And I'm hanging out with Ina Esco on Verbally Effective podcast.
1: Hi, I'm L. Perry with The Daily Memphian, and I'm hanging out with Ina Esco on a Verbally Effective podcast.
0: Anna Mitchell-Bean is the co-owner of Royal Recording Studios. Created by the legendary Willie Mitchell... Along with her brother Lawrence Boo Mitchell, her valuable everyday input to studio continues the family's third generation as influential music makers and producers. Anna wears many hats as the daily administrative manager of the studio. She handles bookings and schedules maintenance while at the same time successfully helping to modernize Royals Market, evidenced by the studio's inclusion as a key component of mark ronson and bruno mars collaboration 2016 grammy winner uptown funk that her brother boo mitchell won a grammy for she has produced the guitar drop for 2019 with artists such as al capone fraser boy the Barqués, and more she has helped with many major memphis events by taking care of artists and managing backstage areas Anna works with several independent artists around Memphis with learning about copyrights and publishing. Along with producing Memphis-geared shows, Anna has helped produce the Memphis Music and Heritage Festival put on by the Center for Southern Folklore, which now she is board chair. Sitting on the board of the Slim House in Memphis and also the Memphis Chapter Grammy Board, her new endeavor is being involved in the Memphis Springboard Festival, a music conference geared towards providing music business knowledge to artists, bringing 20 to 30 major music supervisors, management, and touring agents to the city of Memphis to engage Memphis musicians to more opportunities. She is becoming a giant voice of her own as an advocate for Memphis music. Your double E, Ina Esco, in the building. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Verbally Effective podcast. Be sure to download, subscribe, and even write a review for the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Music, CastBox. We are definitely on there. Today, I have with me one of my good friends. And you know what? This lady has been in the music business since a little tot. I actually had her brother on the pod a while back, but I have been just waiting to listen to her story. Today I have the co-owner of Royal Recording Studios, Anna Mitchell Bain. What's up, Anna? Hey girl, hey. How you doing? I am doing good. How are you? I am wonderful. Thank you so much for allowing me to record the pod in this historic building like this is like history that i'm sitting in yes but it's probably like an everyday occurrence for you right child (laughs) it's a lot yeah
2: it's a lot it is
0: is. have you always been like the only girl in the midst of a lot of men in your family and guys and just well, you know, we ha- there's two sides to the family. We have all the boys, and then we
1: have the ladies. So okay. we have the two uh, older ladies, my mom, okay. Boo's mom, and my aunt. So okay. Vaughn and Low. And if you met them, honey.
0: Yeah, I've seen them. I have seen <laughs> them before.
1: I haven't met them in person. Yeah. They're some serious. Ooh, honey. They're some real serious,
0: honey. Wow. Yes, wow. they are. You know what? Your family is just so deep in history, especially with music in Memphis. And, you know, when you think of Memphis, you think of music. And, you know, I know it feels good to be a part of, you know, this wonderful musical family. How was it growing up, Anna? Woo, just These questions. Okay. <laughs> well, you
1: know, there's certain things like growing up, I didn't realize the level of fame or anything that my grandfather had. Mm-hmm. And because I grew up in the business. So I did I people looked at me as oh, her granddad's blah, 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 mm-hmm. and I had no clue. Mm-hmm. I thought every child grew up like me, yeah. which was a good thing for a way because my grandmother had me in a bunch. Of, uh, I did all kind of charity, all kind. I grew up mm-hmm. doing all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. with her. So she taught me that level of groundedness. Yeah. And as far as, like, and then coming down to the studio, I learned to work. I was doing copyrights at 12. Wow. Like, learning how to publishing and all that stuff at 12 years old. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Did you like it? Did you want to learn it? Like You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: I was always been inquisitive about the business side. I didn't really want to touch the production or making the music mm-hmm. and all that, but I've always been really interested in the business side and how things work. Um, so yeah, my granddad literally started me off super early as Mm -hmm. a child, I copyrights, publishing, Mm. trying to break down catalogs. This is back when we didn't have the digital stuff going on, honey, like early nineties, you know, late eighties, early nineties. We didn't have none of the, Mm. where I can go in and make a spreadsheet. Yeah. I wish. You wish, huh? <laughs> and all that stuff was done manu- manually, wow. kept up with manually. Copyrights were done manually. Mm-hmm. Everything, you yeah. know, it was like a process where you had to send things in.
2: Wow. So,
1: yeah, I learned that from my grandfather. And he kind of picked out, you know, like he knew Boo and Archie was going to be good mm-hmm. at certain things. And then he kind of knew that I would be good at certain things mm-hmm. because the music part I love music I love all kinds of music mm-hmm. like I didn't grow up on one genre mm-hmm. you know so I, you might ride by me honey and you might hear me listening to some country music mm-hmm. you might hear me listening <laughs> to some soft rock one day yeah, you I got might it be in your into blood. yeah I might be into everything and that's a part of it that I'm that I love that's inside of myself yeah. Because I'm not just stopped at one genre. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is the only kind of music I like. I'm like, right. how can you
0: say that? They probably so think you just like the blues, things. right? Yeah.
1: People think I like soul and, and I do a lot with the hip-hop community. So they think, you know, hip-hop, which all of that basically came from Memphis. Like, yes. <clears throat> we built genres of music here. Built it. So, blues is a genre that you know, we're the home of the blues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like <laughs> so, Korea. rock and roll, yeah. Elvis, soul, yeah. all that. That's between my grandfather and stacks, and mm-hmm. just, we have such a Rich history of music in Memphis, there's
0: nothing not to love. Right. right. And, and it seems like everybody is just now recognizing it, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're getting the accolades we've been deserving. Yes. <laughs> you know,
1: it, we haven't had the accolades that we deserved Now, back in the day, before the riots of Martin Luther King and everything, Memphis was booming Mm -hmm. on the music industry side. Like every, like in Nashville, where they have the major labels have a sub office there. Mm -hmm. Memphis was the same way. Mm -hmm. And we made three, I can name three, no, really, I can name four or five studios that made genres of music. Out of this place mm-hmm. So after Martin Luther King I guess a lot of people got scared They didn't mm-hmm. want to, you know They took everything and moved it to Atlanta Moved oh, it to Nashville, so moved it to point. Chicago That was good yeah. okay. After they rioted everything And tore things down And mm-hmm. all that You know um, They had to They Everybody else moved Like the big companies moved to other places yeah. So that's where like I feel like a lot of our people went to Atlanta. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I mean, after all that happened, it kind of slowed us down for a bit. And, like, Isaac Hayes moved to Atlanta. Um, Mm -hmm. William Bells was in Atlanta. Like, there's a bunch of people that moved that was, you know, influential in our music and genre, but due to them not having work here, you know, and not having certain things, they had to go make their living somewhere else you know and it's unfortunate but it it what the fortunate part is that it's all coming back around it Mm -hmm. is and i'm excited i'm excited and and i'm loving the fact that these young kids are all working with each other Mm -hmm. like it's always been that barrier like oh i don't want to do this because this person i'm like now that you see these kids Mm -hmm. and they're bringing a new hope yeah. To, oh, let's collab yeah. You know, so I see us Going in a direction that Atlanta's in mm-hmm. You know, where they were Were on that level of Let's collab, let's work together, let's make this song You know what, I may not like you But we finna make this song together yeah. because that just Makes sense,
0: right?
1: you know so And I'm seeing more of that I'm seeing more of the collaboratory I'm seeing people getting out their feelings And getting more <laughs> into the business <laughs> And understand that this
0: is a 98% yeah. business Yeah, that's what we need to do, though. Mm -hmm. So we on the right track. Okay, so let's back up a bit, Anna. So did you grow up, and I'm only assuming this because that's where we're located, in South Memphis. No. Tell me about where you grew up. Ooh, child. Okay, so (laughs) I grew up in East Memphis, like over
1: by Paradiso and all that. My granddad um, bought a house. Actually, they've always lived in that area, Mm -hmm. and then he bought a house Uh, around the corner when him and my grandmother, a few years after they got married, uh, maybe more than a few, hold on, let me get my math Mm -hmm. right, (laughs) but yeah, so they um, bought a house around there, and that's actually the house that I still live in. Really? Yeah. so it was my grandfather's house, Mm -hmm. yeah, and um, when he passed, he left, left me the house, so Okay. I lived there, and I grew up in that house, so, yeah. I went to private school. Private child. school, yeah. I remember Boo telling us about, yeah. what, Memphis Catholic? Boo went to... No, Boo went My to Christian Memphis. Brothers. Okay, Christian he Brothers. He went to St. Louis and Christian Brothers. Okay. I went to Lausanne. Lausanne. And then I went to St. Louis. Oh, okay. And then I went to high school, which child my high school years was terrible i was a terrible high school student what? but that's child yes why is I, I, that i'm not um, even embarrassed to say how terrible I, I was what were you doing in high school nothing, nothing. i wasn't doing nothing why not uh, it, well you know i've always in my i see that in my children mm. too it's like i've always had this thing where if you give it to me i'll do it right but if you keep talking to me about it i can't do it okay Um and you know, if I if you keep talking to me I can't do it. And I see that in my children. Mm-hmm. So in high school it was like, okay, I am um I am in um I'm sorry, girl. Hold on. It's okay. I can edit this part out. But uh I was um you know, being in what was I saying? I've lost my looking at this and that. In high school. Time. Oh, in high school. You know, I I, I did this. <laughs> I never went. I really did You were skipping school? It wasn't really skipping because I turned in all my work. Okay. So I would go turn in my work and they would get mad at me because I wouldn't actually go to school. But I'm like, if I'm finishing everything... I had all mm. I was on Bill Street every day. Girl, I grew up on Bill Street from the age of fourteen. Wait a minute, hold on man. You were supposed to be in school, um I know, but you know what? I you haven't had there was out. a whole club <laughs> that we had on Bill Street. <laughs> and it wasn't about missing out, it was just about okay, I I got my and I've always been like that. Okay, I've got my business done. Mm-hmm. My my work is done. But yeah. y'all just gonna fail me because or try to fail me in certain things for attendance. Mm. Yes, so I had to literally. <laughs> I graduated outside of high school in. Okay.
0: Yeah, I had to go through all that. Okay. So, so can I for uh, attendance say that I was about to say well, but what kind of activities were you involved in in high school? But you wasn't. <laughs> No. No, I tell you, no, now the first two
1: years. Now, this all started at 11th and 12th grade were my worst years. The first two years, yeah, I cheerlead. I was on track team. I've always been active and all that. No, I really wasn't trying to be popular. Mm -hmm. Because it was like, I grew up in this family where I'm like waking up into the temptation, singing happy birthday to me. Or like Keith Richards playing poker with my granddad in the front room, and this is a normal for me, but Mm -hmm. I didn't understand that it was something different than the way any other child
0: lived. Right.
1: So I'm just like, okay, cool, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. you know, living life. And when I got older, I decided um, that I wanted to, when I got about 14, I knew that I was not going to do, like, production like the rest of the family. Mm I knew that I would be able to do event production. Okay. And that's where I got into event production. As a teenager. Yeah, girl. I was always focused on... I, My main focus has always been, what can I do to achieve? Mm-hmm. And if I see it, I'm going to go for it, and I'm going to try to do it and keep life moving. Wow. And you, whether it works or not, because it's a
0: learning experience, I tried.
2: Yeah. You know. And
0: you mentioned that your grandfather... He saw, I, I guess, you know, the, the strength in, in everyone. What did he see in you? So I guess he saw that business part in me mm-hmm.
1: for the simple fact I was basically the one going, like, taking him to New York and we were making deals with, um, like, E-rec- e- E1 and going to talk to Blue Note and going to talk to all these re- major record companies and mm-hmm. stuff. So we, you know... He started... I was the one that was going with him mm-hmm. to do all of this. And he basically... That Solomon Burke deal, when we were in the room, he basically let me um, listen and, and talk mm-hmm. a little bit. And that's when... And that was in two, 2004? Mm. Yeah, 2004. Something mm-hmm. like that. Um how did it feel? Ah, it felt wonderful.
0: Yeah.
1: It felt wonderful. Like, it felt in my element. hmm I felt in my element. And um, I was just excited that he let me do that. And then there was, like, other stories to that trip. Tell me, tell me, Girl. tell me, tell
0: me, tell me a good one.
1: Girl, okay. <laughs> so, Bugs Can Can and Trigger Man. You're familiar with that. Yeah. Okay, so... I'm up there And I call Bugs Because I I mean Our family I've been knowing Bugs Since I was Probably 12 You Mm -hmm. know Long time in Trigger Man Like I (laughs) Literally So Bugs at the time Was working for J Records Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And he uh, I had dinner with I think he came to dinner With us one night And after dinner I think we left And he came and picked me up um, And we went and hung out With Little John
0: Mm.
1: And Lil Jon the whole time goes, you not from Memphis. I said, yes, I am. He's like, you not from Memphis. The whole time, we in this car, this man told me, he's like, you ain't from Memphis. I said, yes, I'm from Memphis. <laughs> he and Bugs go, yeah, you' a different kind of Memphis. I'm like, Why did he think you were from Memphis? I don't know. Uh, he was like, you don't even talk like you from Memphis. And I'm like... Like, how you want me to how? talk? I didn't know there was a specific <laughs> way I was supposed to be oh, speaking. Oh, people
0: would really say it is. <laughs> yes, honey. Yes. <laughs> well,
1: and, yeah, so that whole night was fun. I got, like, crazy messed up that night. Mm, and I'm not afraid mm. to tell people. Yeah, I, I have gotten... Tipsy back in my day, but these days I can't do it. I feel like I'm
0: too old, honey. Girl, girl, look, it's a different day. It takes four days to get over the one night. Oh yeah, definitely. But you know what? (laughs) I I totally empathize with you on that. Like we can't do it like we used to do it. But hey, we did have fun. We did have
1: fun. I had
0: a whole bunch of fun. That's why I don't regret anything. If I
1: just sit in my house, I look at my 22 year old now. Mm -hmm. In him having, you know, fun and doing certain things that I was doing. And I can't even be mad. He'd wreck my poor car, honey.
0: I can't even be mad because he's 22. Girl, what we going to do with these boys, honey? Child, I don't know. And I got two of them. Two boys. Me too. (laughs) Look, Me too. You probably, you know, didn't experience way more than me with your kids so far. (laughs) I'm just getting a little taste of it right now, honey. Yeah wow yeah. okay
1: yeah, so i just live my life out of them now you know yeah. like I, I still go and do my business and i have fun here and there but most of the time when you get older it's all about getting your work done yeah you know and if i can't achieve that then i'm not gonna be happy out these days mm-hmm. it used to be i can be carefree and just go out and party all night mm-hmm. and be this and not have to worry yeah. but i today I'd be like, wait, I didn't miss this, I didn't miss that. Okay. What I gotta do? It's gonna take me four days to catch up. So right. It's just you know, it's different mentality, different mindsets nowadays that yeah. You and just got a different with. day
0: and age. Mm-hmm. Now Anna, I know that uh, you know, just from us talking, you've been involved in some of the bigger events that have come to the city of Memphis. Like you are like one of the Supreme event organizers here. Talk to us about some of these festivities that you have put together Ooh, for the city. Ciao. Okay, so I, I've I've done a lot like
1: um There's certain organizations I can't speak on, Mm -hmm. but I've done a lot for certain major organizations here. And that's just from um, event planning. And it took me so long to even get up to the level where people could look at me as that. Mm -hmm. You know, I worked for free for probably 15, 20 years in Memphis now, in Memphis. Other than that, when I was 18, I started literally working, really working, um for David Guest. Okay. Which was he was married to Liza Minnelli mm-hmm. and all How that. Is that. Yeah. He
0: seems like a very interesting person. Yeah.
1: But he yeah, my granddad started his career. Okay. Which got him into being like Michael Jackson's manager mm-hmm. and all these people and the Dion Warwick's and all that. And um when I got older I started working for him because I did the tour management and all that. But in the city of Memphis, now that's what I was doing outside of Memphis. Okay. You know, because I was either UK um, or here, somewhere in the United States. But in the city of Memphis, I had to, it's hard, man. You have to prove yourself.
0: Yeah. You Memphis have ain't to unlike, prove yourself. man, this market right here, they, they don't get no you joke. from here. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they don't care how.
1: And it's a little harder for me because people look at it like, people think it would be easier because I'm already in this music industry. I'm like, no, it's harder. I yeah. have to literally prove myself twice. Yeah. In order, because people automatically look at that, look at the the name and the studio and say, oh, well, she doesn't need this that bad, Mm -hmm. you know? So I have to prove myself twice to people. Wow. And um, it's always been like that. So I just stopped proving myself. Like, I've worked on the Center for Southern Folklore. Mm -hmm. I went from being a volunteer to actually coordinating festivals, And to actually being the president, which I'm not the president at this moment because my term just got up, president of the board. Wow. How was that? That's, it was, I mean, it was good. The festivals are good. It was good for Memphis. It was like our, the, one of the best local free festivals that you Mm -hmm. can come to and hear all genres of Memphis music, Yeah. you know. So um, I really, really, really enjoyed doing that. And that really taught me how to actually put on a festival. And that was my main goal. Um, when they called to see if I wanted to volunteer, I was like, a festival. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I know how to do it. Yeah. You know? Is that a lot of work? Oh, honey, it's a lot. You, deal, you got permits you got to deal with. Mm-hmm. You have the whole, a whole, blocking off streets and yeah, getting. And that festival, we had over 100 acts.
0: Mm, that's a within lot of the weekend ass.
1: yeah Girl. so multiple stages mm-hmm. we York had side. five stages um i actually the the first year i was there they had two stages through no four stages cuz they had two outside and two of the inside stages mm-hmm. so the second year i volunteered i put a stage down by union so that made it one two three, four, five, actually six stages because I had a smaller stage that was strictly for um, food, like food mm-hmm. demonstrations. And it's a whole heritage festival. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we had dancers of different ethnicities, like um, yeah. just all kinds of stuff going on. And it was really a cultural, a really good cultural event for the city. Yeah, And yeah, I just really enjoyed it. I didn't care about I just cared about it getting it done and not right. about the money that I would have made from it because if I cared about the money right. I wouldn't have got it done correctly. Right. You know, right. it would have been rushed. So gotcha. I, um yeah, I just that was something that I started do I started that in 2010 or 11 is when I started working there doing that. And um before then, I was doing Little small things, um, helping out the um, Rock and Soul Museum mm-hmm. with the um, the Hall of Fame they okay. have every year, um, the Rock and Soul Hall of Fame. So, helping out with that, um, helping out with several things, um, just, I mean... Mempho, I guess you can say. Yes, the Um, Mempho Festival. (laughs) (laughs) And Springboard. I helped with the Springboard Fest that was last year the first time here, Mm -hmm. which it was really for um, artists in film. Okay. so it was a- a convention that merged artists with film okay and out of that one, which it was it was so weird because hardly anybody knew about this yeah I've that never it was heard going on yeah, so we and we were supposed to have one this year yeah. but you know the pandemic um that we're probably gonna re. And come back, which I'm kind of happy. So now we can get it fully together. Right. Like everybody yeah. got time. Everybody to got all time. These now, yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, with that festival, it brought in 40 major um, film people in like Interscope heads. And okay. um, even Beyonce's dad was here okay. yeah, during that. remember that,
0: that here yeah. he in Angeles, And
1: it brought in 40 major people. Okay. And they mentored one on one with artists, and people got signed and got That's in films. Of a big deal. And yeah, and you know, got yeah. to go from the one here to the one in San Diego mm-hmm. and perform and do some performances in California, and mm-hmm. it was all a growing community thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like. Wow. It's a total that that was a good thing, and what made me click that I the reason I was fighting for it so hard um, for this year is because I saw the growth, mm-hmm. I saw the potential of what it could do for our city. Yeah, I was excited about that. Then the mm-hmm. pandemic happened, man. But that's okay. Man. We're gonna do it next year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, you know what? It makes me think about you know all of the work that you've been doing in the music business and touring putting events together, and you often hear, like, with festivals and artists coming through the city of Memphis, like, of attracting big names to Memphis, that mm-hmm. it's kind of like a struggle sometimes. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> no, I really
1: feel like it's not. It, it It's really not. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Memphis has a value to it. Mm-hmm. that everybody loves. Okay. When I leave Memphis, everybody knows Memphis. Mm-hmm. Wherever I go oh, in the know world, <laughs> everybody knows about Memphis. Yes. Uh, and I'm saying even overseas touring. Mm-hmm. Every time I walked into a diner or a restaurant or a grocery store, mm-hmm. even Costco over there, or the TK Maxx, because we got the TJ Maxx, they got the TK Maxx. Okay. So... I'm, well, they, they sell Gucci glasses, girl.
0: Really? Real Cheat. Gucci? Real, Real Gucci. Gucci. Okay.
1: Yes. Like $59. That was Max. like TK Maxx in the UK. They, they're all over the UK. Mm. But anyway, I love it. It's like a <laughs> TJ Maxx here with better wow. stuff. Look, I can with
0: you next time <laughs> after the Rona.
1: But, yeah, so being tour manager, you have to be up. In the uh, first person up, last person to sleep. So mm-hmm. I would go every morning, get my coffee. Mm-hmm. Had to have my coffee, girl, mm-hmm. um, or tea. They you love know, tea, they, the, yeah. But I, I did do a few traditional tea yeah. things when I was there. Tea so and biscuits, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and crumpets and stuff. Yeah, oh. but um, we. So every time I walk into a store, I hear Al Green,
2: mm-hmm. or
1: Ov Wright, yeah, or Ann Peoples. Yes. And every time I would walk I said, This is either granddaddy, mm. you just let me know that you hear
0: <laughs> or
1: is this like a norm?
0: Yeah.
1: And everybody's like, No, that's the norm. I'm like,
0: Oh they love this music.
1: <laughs> okay. Wow. Well then, yeah. um, so just saying that, that I don't care where I am in a world, mm-hmm. what store I walk in, I will hear an Al Green song or a Memphis song, period, playing. Yeah. And that shows me right there that we don't give ourselves the credit that we deserve. Yeah. And and that's a part of Memphis that people don't understand. Like, the people here, I'm like, y'all don't understand the influence that you have over music. Yes. And, you, I mean... I've been on auditions in like New York and California, and then here comes a Memphis player, and they're like, "Oh, fuck it! (laughs) (laughs) I'm not finna play. I'm not even finna get up because they not they they already know with Memphis. We breed them, right? You know, it's a breeding thing here. It's like it's always been embedded in us. So what we do, like even I can even speak on, and people might be mad at this, but crunk music. Mm, all this mm. started here. Yeah. They I remember was saying crunk before they we were saying book and crunk before they even got to the crunk.
0: Yeah.
1: So, but but ATL, ATL, you would think ATL, ATL
0: would have came up with it, but we know the truth.
1: Yeah. Well, ATL and they have given like Lil Jon and all them have actually given um credit mm. to Memphis. Some people have actually given credit to Memphis because of it wasn't for the uh Play of Flies and the uh, a eight ball MJGs mm-hmm. and um even earlier than that the pretty Tonies.
0: Okay and, you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh,
1: you know there's there's um oh the DJ Spanish fly you mm-hmm. know, you have all of these people that were influential in making a whole genre of hip hop mm-hmm. that is not getting the credit. Yeah. But if you see now you have like Paul and Juicy is killing the game Ooh, with these new artists. It, they killing it. They killing it. I'm mm-hmm. like, yes. yes. Man, everybody is just like playing, like remaking their things mm-hmm. and remaking things and that they getting made paid. and they they getting paid. paid for it. Yeah, and and I mean, it's about time though. Yeah, you know, they've sampled all our music. Mm-hmm. Our I can pull up on who sampled. If you type in Willie Mitchell, mm-hmm. there's over a thousand samples. Wow. And they're major artists. That's amazing. So, if you pull up any of... I bet you if we had a list, and I might try to do this Mm. one day, find all artists in Memphis. You should. And do a list to see how many songs have actually been sampled. And I bet you Memphis
0: songs have been sampled more than any other genre of music ever. I agree. I agree. I agree. Girl, I remember when I first moved to the mid south. The first thing I learned about was 3-6 Mafia. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I was like, so who do y'all listen? So I was like, 16, 3-6 Mafia, and they showed me how to juke. And I was like, (gasps) I'm in heaven. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So that was like my intro. But then when I went to Lamorna in college, he'd go play a flyer introduction. You know, and I'm in South Memphis. So I really enjoyed, you know, just having people to hit me on to the music out here and then transitioning into radio and learning more about it. But let me ask you this, Ana, like being a woman in this game, hmm. what I- kind of challenges have you faced? Um, you have to think like a man. Mm-hmm.
1: You cannot think like a woman or have a, a, um, any kind of weakness. Yeah. You cannot be sensitive to things. And I had to learn that um, because I was sensitive at first. I was like, well, why don't they like me or why? And I was like, I didn't realize I knew nothing and I still don't know anything about competition. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how to compete with nobody. I just know how to do what I can do. And I didn't realize that coming into this, you would have so much competition Mm -hmm. from people. I just realized the competition that I have. And that's been recently, like within the past three, four, five years is how I've realized like, oh, okay. I didn't realize I was your competition.
2: Mm.
0: And they letting you know. Mm -hmm. Mm.
1: Yeah. So I just keep moving forward. I I feel like I'm the type of person. I don't need no competition. I'm not trying to compete with anybody. I'm trying to help everybody. I want everybody. I like to see everybody doing great. Yeah. If you need me, I'm here. Yeah. And so whoever we have
0: always been that <laughs> way,
1: yeah. and whoever is. Trying to compete and trying to do all that, I you know I just pray for for that they find what they need. That's like good luck, good luck. (laughs) Find what you need, honey. Okay,
0: I I feel you on that.
1: Yeah, but it's hard because you have the men that don't really want to hear a woman, and Mm -hmm. then I'm a double minority. I'm not just I'm a black woman. Exactly, I'm a black woman. Okay, if I die tomorrow, I still want to come back as a black woman. Okay, (laughs) okay, you meet. Too. Me so, so <laughs> um it's hard being a black woman in this man's world cuz mm-hmm. it literally is a man's world. Yeah. And having that it's just like you have to you have to push a little harder. Mm-hmm. You got to stay up a little later. You got to yeah. go to sleep a little earlier sometimes when well, you know you got to get up a little earlier because mm-hmm. you always have to be in that mindset of okay, what do I have to do and let's get it done. Yeah. Because once you get out of get into the element of the feelings what people the element that people try to put you in mm-hmm. as far as having feelings for the situations that's uh, as- aspiring that you have no clue about. Right. You know? So when people get in the element of the feelings, that's when your whole energy level, your whole stuff just go two sided. It just which way am I going?
0: Yeah.
1: And it makes you doubt yourself. Mm-hmm. So as a black woman in this, you can't doubt yourself. You got to know what you're doing. You're right. Because the one time you doubt yourself, it's going to be five, six, folks, 12 right. people trying to make sure you stay down yourself. You're right. You know? And it's you're just right. hard. And that's anywhere. It's not just Memphis. It's just yeah. any any industry you're in, mm-hmm. anything like that. Like, if you're any in any industry that's considered a man's industry...
0: It's just going to be like that. Yeah. Well, Ana, you are such an inspiration. I want you to know that because oh, I've been you. seeing you grind for a long time. And when we first met, I was so excited to meet you. <laughs> and, you know, you have developed an entire rural radio internet station. How did that come along? Ooh. And how is it going?
1: It's going good. It's going good. You know, um, yeah, I literally I was on another radio station um on someone else's show
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I wanted to have the radio station before I went on that show and they were they everything was cool cuz I didn't know if I really want they was like no just come do this and you'll see if you want to pursue okay. You know, and it, it, I mean everything's free. Nobody's getting paid. I'm doing this. I'm volunteering on somebody else's stuff. So I did it. Yeah, and I and I liked it. You
2: liked and it.
1: And I was like, well, I when I decided to do the one here, it was after I got back from the last tour I was on in Europe, which was 2016 or 17, 16 because 17 I was on tour here. Um, yeah. So it was 2016. When I got back, I was like, yeah, I want to start my own radio station because I saw how much Memphis was in tuned with, mm-hmm. like, overseas, period. Like, mm-hmm. everywhere I went, there was a Memphis element. Yeah. So I was like, these people need something straight from Memphis. Yeah. And I really did it for the overseas crowd. Mm-hmm. Not knowing that I was going to pick up a crowd here, you yeah. know, And um, so I just try to promote businesses, promote Mm -hmm. local businesses. I try to promote local artists, independent artists that don't get the voice to talk. Um, I try to promote these live streams. So during this pandemic, I've been trying to raise money for artists so Mm -hmm. they can keep on because they I mean, their job depends on people. Like my job depends on people putting together a show putting together a tour management all my tours mm. been canceled all the shows been canceled you know i'm out wow. of freaking work until you know next year hopefully hopefully yeah yeah so when the pandemic hit, it just this just makes me think, like, what do I do? So I started doing live streams. So that's another element that I added into the radio station yeah. is doing these live streams for these artists because I have to keep myself busy. Yeah. If I sit down, it's over. Yeah. I will be a crazy person because I'll be having too much to think about. I'm like, I got to stay mm-hmm. busy and focus. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't need no idle time. But that's because you're promoting, <laughs> you know, Memphis. Yeah. Memphis. yeah, Memphis. Memphis, 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 Memphis. <laughs> Memphis. I'm all about Memphis, man. Like, Ooh, I, I go all over the world Promote Memphis, mm-hmm. I, and I don't have a problem. Do you miss traveling? I do. Like, I'm going crazy right now because I ain't been mm-hmm. nowhere, and I've had to turn down trips and stuff. And you know, yeah.
0: oh, I know. it's
1: not good for my business. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's gonna get back on track, and that's good. You're thinking of creative ways to maneuver yeah. around this whole music business. And you know what? I, I've heard, you know, uh, just a, a tidbit of a story from your, you know, ventures with the Grammys. Tell mm. me about you and your relationship with the Grammys, because you've been going to the Grammys. How long? I've been going to the Grammys since 2008. That's a long time. Mhm.
1: And that's the year that they gave my grandfather the Legacy Award. Mm. So, um after that year, we I start going every year. Um I you know, I I am a governor. I last year I became a governor of the board mm. uh the Grammy Memphis chapter, not the main Everything, but just the Memphis chapter mm-hmm. um and i and i t- my goal is to get more hip hop um you know into the Grammys mm-hmm. and into the actual um the, like the categories. community, yeah, well, not the categories okay. more just hip hop you know it's like hip hop artists are not unless you tell them about. You should do this to even be considered, or you should grand, do I mean. this to you know. It's it's yeah. in one ear and out the other because everybody yeah. twenty, yeah. You know, so I just try to make it a place to find out ways to get these people to understand how beneficial mm-hmm. being a part is, even yeah. if it's just for networking, yeah. even if it's just to be able to put your song in to be nominated. Mm-hmm. Like there are things um, about it that And that's my goal is to educate people on the Grammys because the Grammys is is exclusive you know mm-hmm. it's but if you don't know what it everything that is in with it, like uh music cares and there's so many elements to mm-hmm. it that are beneficial
2: yeah
1: to young black men mm-hmm. you know that are or young black women. Mm-hmm. And um, that's usually our hip-hop genre yep. that needs to know. Yeah. And um, so when I started, of course, I've always kind of, like, helped them out a little bit. And, you know, my brother, of course, has been on the board and on the mm-hmm. all this forever. So mm-hmm. um, they got me to kind of help with hip-hop because it was, you know. So I'm doing the hip-hop stuff. And, yeah, I really, like, that... People need to understand certain things that you need. Being an artist out here, period. Black, white, blue, brown, purple, orange, or green. Okay. It don't matter. It's just the elements that people need to understand what's beneficial for you and what's not.
2: hmm
1: And people need to look at it more. But, yeah, so after that, um, so I, I became a member. I think I became a member in maybe 2008 mm-hmm. or before then. I can't remember. Child, it's been a while. Um, <laughs> So, from the membership, I uh, became a board member last year. So, it took me 10
0: years. (laughs) Girl, that's okay. That's okay. But, no, no,
1: no. It's it's great. Because I wasn't even thinking that I would even make it to this far within there. Because, I I mean, I've done things and I've worked with, like, my tour management was with, like, Peebo Bryson, Denise Williams, um, a bunch of older stars. You know, like, Diva stars and stuff, you know. So, um, doing that, it just makes me feel like everybody needs this education so they can be as great as these people, yeah. You know, so they have they be able to know that to how to get their business right, you know, because there's so many elements that people don't know about that they will teach you like they will tell you there's webinars there's all kinds of things that the grammy has every year all these events and we're just now starting to do these webinars and stuff and like it's they, it's need, a,
0: they need that education. They need honest. the education. Because, and you know, for someone, they said, people would say that, like, the the Grammys, oh, they're uh, being racist, they're not nominating certain no. people, and they had a big hit, but they might have not did the steps that they were supposed to to even get nominated. like Exactly. Like, and you can't,
1: it's not about, there's, I don't think that there's a racial thing within the Grammys at all, mm. or within any parts of... Of the organization it's just if you don't know you can easily say that right. like I need y'all to be educated on what actually happens and mm-hmm. what it can happen for you if you are in this organization yeah. because it's helped me a lot it's helped a lot of people I know a lot um, mm-hmm. whether you're just in it to be a member and or you're in it to network you never right. know who you're going to meet you That's know right. There's people, you might need to do a song with this person. Oh, and this person's manager's at this party. Great that's this, networking. The <laughs> network.
0: That's, you the, know? that's the name of the game. Network. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, yeah. it kills me when people say certain things. But. Yes, you hear it every year. I see it on my Twitter timeline as we're watching the Grammys, and there you go. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, they just don't even know the half of
1: it. Yeah, there, it's a, and people think that it's based on the top, selling but it's mm-hmm. a peer it's peer it's about um it's it's more about you know peer to peer type situation okay. it's not based on what's in billboard right you know so
0: wow now I know that you know as you've been along your journey you know you've said quite a bit that you voluntarily participated in events because you wanted to learn and you've developed a lot of relationships. And I know people tend to call you when they need things. I know how hard is it to tell people no in this game for you? Ooh. It, it is used it to be hard. Now it's easy. Oh, it used to be, but yeah, now it's it used easy. to be hard. It sounds like you learned a little
1: lesson in this. Yes, it? I've learned a lot of lessons. Okay. Because it's just like you you have your own individual energy level yeah. that you can deal with. And then it, I was at a place where I didn't want to tell anybody no. I just feel like cuz I'm such a like I don't want like to I this need to help them. I need to help them. I don't want to hurt this person's feelings. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to you know, let me just do it anyway. But then that was taking away me being not saying no was taking away from me getting the things that I needed done for myself. I'm like, well, if you know certain things that I that I had to learn is keep your priorities in order because mm. if my priorities were not in order yeah. i was prioritizing on other people
2: mm. rather
1: than myself okay. so now that i've got to focus on myself i have to say no yeah. because if i'm not available to do it i can't stress myself out to make this person's thing work out Correct. you know i got you
0: I got you. No is a good thing. hmm No is a great thing sometimes. You just got to say no. Yes. And, you know, it's healthy for your mental well-being. And it we, is. We talk so much about mental health awareness right now, and it makes me think of Kanye West. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. <laughs> If you've heard or seen the last couple of days of Mr.
1: West. Yes, and his wife. Oh, Lord. What is she dealing with? She's trying to get him
0: committed, I think.
1: That's That's what what I heard. That's what he said. Now, I heard on the thing where she was supposed to be trying to get him committed. Mm -hmm. But he might need to be. Yes. I feel like
0: Kim is doing the right thing by trying to
1: help her husband.
0: It looked like he was screaming out for help on his first political campaign. I think that he
1: should have probably had like deep counseling Mm -hmm. when his mother passed. Yeah, and because that's when he started getting off the wall. And I I really feel like if he had to had the proper took proper care of his mental, because that's something. All black men need canceling. I'm sorry,
0: <laughs> they all do. Them needed
1: all of them need it. Wow. All of them, mm-hmm. because it depends. Like even if you if you came from the hood, if you came from a rich family, black. I don't care. All black men need cancel. All black women need canceling as well. I'm not leaving us out because we, even with all the racial things that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. There's things that we've had to deal with that other people don't understand.
0: Right. I think people are just now getting just a, a little snapshot of what we've been talking about Yeah, for forever. Yeah. And you're right. Kim, it seems like she needs to get her husband help because when he was on that first campaign the other day, it looked like he was just crying. He was literally crying on the stage, screaming his daughter's name, saying that he wanted to abort North and Kim told him no. Did you see it? No, girl, you gotta go on YouTube and look at it. But why are you talking about that at your presidential campaign? People was like, "Up, oh, I gotta go." No, that's what I'm saying. He's he yeah. really wilding out, and on Twitter, he's and, wilding and out. And then
1: he can't say nothing about the kids. Kim's gonna go crazy, girl. You know, she's he, sensitive about. She don't play. I'm baby, sorry, she don't play. Look, he said
0: <laughs> none of my children will be on. Playboy West. what is Playboy West! <laughs> yes! Girl, you can go on Twitter right now and see this shit. I was like, oh my god. Does oh. Kim want to put the little girl out? Like, I know she don't like no. So it has everybody trying to figure out what is going on with Kanye. Now he's about to drop the album Donda, named mm-hmm. after his mom. So is this really a stunt for public publicity? You no, know, I never know with him. You I never
1: know. I don't know if he's like really smart and just they say doing this. He's really a genius, or right? is he just really dumb? Yeah, really, need really need help. Like yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm yeah. confused because yeah. I'm like, now it's okay if he <laughs> if he is really needs this help, but don't be don't be putting your portraying yourself as this crazy, right? Like I'm all about helping people. Yeah. Like I really feel like people need to get their mental capacity right to be able to function in the world. Like you're to be able to know that moving forward with anything that you do that your mind is going to be right. Because once you get too far deep in, and Mm -hmm. I can understand him being an artist. Mm -hmm. I can understand that element of, you know, craziness. Yeah. Because I've dealt with that my whole life. You know, I've dealt with artists and I've dealt with um, being in the studio and even me probably has some sort of Um, mental breakthroughs that I had to go through Mm -hmm. to be able to be the person that I am right now. That's true, you know. So I understand the pressure that he can have from being in this game so long and being trapped. Because it it, sometimes people feel
0: trapped. Yeah, and and he and he stated, I they made uh, get out about me. He, he, like, admitted it. Like, that that was about me. Yeah,
2: y'all, wow. y'all
0: know it. <laughs> it's not funny, but, like, <laughs> for him to say it, it's just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, Anna. I know you've worked with a million artists. Who are your top three fave that you've either worked with or have witnessed create something beautiful? Oh. Well...
1: Who have I worked with? I've... Well, okay. I'm trying to think. Because that's a hard one. I'm trying to... (laughs) It's been so many. Yeah. Like, I'm working with an artist right now that I I really believe in. Um, But as far as, like, a a known artist uh, that I've worked with... I'm trying to see who am I at liberty to say, <laughs>
0: you know, <stuff> be, <laughs> folks be weird, and they don't have to be like a. No. Well, a I, lot, I did
1: like the sessions here with Bruno, okay, and mystical, okay. And let me see, Dave Stewart. I freaking mm. loved his session. He had martinis every day at twelve. Oh, that's he is, made us. Mart- yeah, he made us a whole thing. Um, everybody had stop mm-hmm. and have a martini. Mm. It was fabulous, girl. I love them sessions. (laughs) I know you do. That was Dave Stewart from the Eurythmics. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bruno's session was cool. Like He was here for about a week, maybe. Mm -hmm. And Mystical was here with him. Um, They were just fun. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually met uh, Brody. I I remember Brody. He was one of my favorites from that. They little... Bruno Mars, Mystical Crew, mm-hmm. uh, and Mark Ronson, of course. He, wow. I love Mark. He's awesome.
0: They really created magic here They in, did in the studio. They
1: did. You know, it, it wasn't intentional for them to really? do it here. Mm-hmm. So they had planned on doing it from... They went from New Orleans all the way up to um, Chicago finding studios to record this album because it's really a Mark Ronson album. It's not Bruno Mars. Mm-hmm. So... Mark, um, when he got to our studio, we weren't supposed to be recording. We were just supposed to be holding auditions Mm. for the people that were going to be on this album. Mm -hmm. And he just fell in love with it and was Mm -hmm. like, no, we're coming back here and record. So he did the whole whole album yeah. like 98 percent of the album was done here
0: i walked in that studio i'm like wait a minute this is like i feel like I'm in a magical studio <laughs> <laughs> like you could feel yeah, it you could
1: feel the energy you could feel it like yes. it's still you know it's still got that mm, yeah the energy from all the melissa etheridge now i forgot about her her i love her mm-hmm. oh i love me I some melissa so- honey
0: she can sing her butt
1: off. Yes, she can sing, and she is the coolest person I've met in my life. I promise mm. you. She is so cool. Wow.
0: So cool. Look at all these greats coming through the <laughs> studio over here. Anna, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Oh. Hopefully. Hopefully, Rona will be gone. Yeah, hopefully. At least by... <laughs> The Child, they're not five.
1: finna <laughs> keep me in this house too much longer now. I might have to go to one of these remote islands that ain't got but nobody. Where I know I'm safe. Like, I gotta go somewhere. Yes. I I'm gonna <laughs> go crazy.
0: I feel you.
1: But, um, in the next five years, hopefully that I have pushed this radio station up, mm-hmm. I'll hopefully have a few artists that are, you know, on some charts somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I hope that I can, um, Have things that I'm building as far as physically building things up for the community.
2: Yeah,
1: that's my goal. My goal really is this community right here, and trying to build things up for this community because it's such a rich and musical history. Mm -hmm. Like between here and right around the corner is stacks, and right up the like you went to Lamoni. Right, all that stuff is right here, and it's Mm -hmm. really about building this community. So the world to know what, you know, where certain things came from. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you run down these streets, these are the streets that Isaac Hayes and and, uh, William Bells and and Mm -hmm. all these people were just walking down.
0: Yeah, right here. You
1: know, they were just walking and finding places, and Al Green's and all these people just Mm -hmm. lived over here. Like, you know. So it's just rich in musical history. Freaking Aretha Franklin was her house was right here. Mm. You know, she was born right here.
0: Yeah.
1: Like Ike and Tina Turner, you know, my granddad recorded them for fifteen years, did all their yeah. demos mm. and all of that. Um and yeah, so a lot of the proud Mary and all that, my mm. granddad did the demo and they just take it back to
0: LA and fix it. Mm. So, wow, so much history, so
1: much it's so many people have walked these walls, not only here, but even stacks and mm-hmm. even sun. All of this is in a vicinity of each other that, yeah, it's about this community and mm-hmm. building it up and letting the world know about what came from here. Yeah, You know. You're putting Memphis on the map. Putting Memphis on the map.
0: All right. Well, it if It takes need help. Any help. Look, it takes if help. If you need any help, you can call me, Anna. <laughs> Can't I Can't do it all here. by myself. I Whatever wish. Whatever you can, however I can help, <laughs> let me help you, Anna. Yeah, Let for me help sure. you. For well, okay. sure, girl. I just want to. Thank you so much for being my guest today on episode one twenty nine of the Verbally Effective Podcast. Thank you so much for allowing me to even partner with Royal Radio. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate you so much, lady. You just don't know. I really do, and oh. I and I admire and respect you as well. Well,
1: I admire and respect <laughs> you as well. <laughs> I was you. a true fan when you were on. Well, you were on K ninety seven. Okay, you were in. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yes, I was yeah. a true
0: fan. Yeah, well, you know, we just got to keep growing and keep on migrating yes. and to where we need to shine in, yes, honey. Yes, <laughs> honey, we got to shine. We, and it, it's better to shine together yes.
1: than to try to take a whole stand on anything alone. That's true. That's
0: true. A lot of people don't know They me. don't know that. They don't know that. <laughs> Some people got to let go egos. Okay. That's the <laughs> thing. See, that's the thing right there. That ego. Something mm-hmm. serious. But thank you so much, Anna. Let everybody know how they can follow everything you do and get in touch with you. Yeah. You can follow me on
1: Instagram at Anna the one, O-O-N-A-T-H-E, the number one. Um, or you can follow the radio station, mm-hmm. Royal Radio Live on everything. Twitter, mm-hmm. Twitch,
0: they on everything. A- A- Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, we, Royal Radio Live everywhere. Yes. Thank yeah. you so much, Anna Mitchell-Bean, for being yeah. my guest for Verbally Effective, episode 129. Next, your double E, Ina Esco, in the building. Thank you guys so much.